Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Yay, yay, we are back and better than ever. It is your host, of course, with the most, Tim Petrop, here with my brother, the one and only twin that's here every single Monday, Mike I missed you on Wednesday, Tim. Yeah, I'm back. I'm better than ever. My sickness is gone. Um, Today's actually my last day of uh, antibiotics. I'm going to take them with my dinner. And that's it. I'm done. Glorious. Um, For those of you out there who are on antibiotics, a quick note to the wise, finish them. Before Thanksgiving. And then get drunk on Thanksgiving. No, just finish them in general because... um, your life could be ruined if you don't, and uh, I'll let you know that for sure. That's what happened to me. Um, but anyway, um, well, I just got somber quick, right? Like, yeah, I had a, I had a, I had like a disease for a long time. It's called rheumatic fever, but because I didn't finish that stuff. But anyway, I don't have it anymore. And now I talk about fantasy football. Life is good. Yeah. Um, and also finish it so you can get drunk on Thanksgiving. Facts. There you go, guys. This is it. We're going into week thirteen, and week thirteen is the, is the last week. You're it's either in or you're out, baby. Countdown. Now, in 10-man leagues that have four people in the playoffs, there is one more week after that. But in most leagues, it is six-man playoffs, even if there's a 10-man league. So, oof. It's going to be – it's it's a tough one. If you lost this week in a close game and you're on the bubble, you need to win next week. Michael, yep. know, Michael knows all about that. Michael scored the third yeah, most man. points in our home league this week, and he's going to lose. The last – I'm playing against the last-place team. I'm on a three-game winning streak, got into seventh place. And then the last place team puts up 150 against me in a down week for fantasy scoring overall. Do you know what's funny, man? Fantasy football. That's fantasy. It is. It just is. I was, I'm watching Red Zone and the games, and I'm like, yo, it seems like every time there's a highlight, it's showing someone on his team. And yeah. It's very upsetting. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> it is kind of crazy. But yeah. Uh, uh, and he didn't even have Travis Kelsey. He's in last place, missing his best player, and his team went off. Guys, unfortunately... Not that wasn't the only bad loss we took this weekend. The Looney Goons, the football team that me, Michael, and Jason play on, lost in a heartbreaker in the playoffs. We lost by a touchdown. Well, two touchdowns because of a la- because of a hail mary, but by two touchdowns, or really by one touchdown, in a game where the weather was the deciding factor. We were going awful. against the wind in like twenty five mile per hour winds, and the entire game, they were going with the wind, and they they kind of beat us on four long shots. Very upsetting. Yeah. It was very upsetting. On to the next year. I do have to say, though, I have to give a shout-out to another terrible loss, Aaron Thames on uh, Twitter. Oh, that one, this one was crazy, bro. Honestly, one of the worst losses I've ever seen because, like, <clears throat> the way we play fantasy, if, like, a kicker – no, what, what what am I trying to say? I Is there something – We don't play with IDPs. Yeah, we don't play with IDPs. Which so is like, individual defensive players. Yeah. So if, like – James Conner recovers a fumble or something. He's not going to get points for it. Right. Or, like, makes a tackle. Yeah. This dude plays with IDPs, and apparently the position players get points for that as well. He ended up losing by 1.2 points or something because Amari Cooper ended with one and a half for making a solo tackle on the interception of Stefan Gilmore. Rough. He lost because Amari Cooper tagged down Stefan Gilmore. We feel that sometimes when like <laughs> position players pass the ball and they throw a touchdown. Derrick Henry almost passed a touchdown. It was a pass interference to Jonah Smith in I that must game. Have missed that. Yeah, he almost passed a touchdown on that game. Yeah, I didn't see that. That would have been another one for Derrick Henry. We'll talk about Derrick Henry and a lot more. But first, let's get into the news. Those stories and more in just two minutes. Stay with us. Thanks for joining us this half hour. I'm Don Harrison. Around the world in 30 Johnny. minutes. This is Headline News. Good old Donnie H here with the headline news. To start the headlines, Marlon Mack, his because of his hand, has officially been ruled out for Week 13. A big loss for guys that have Marlon Mack, who's been up and down inconsistent, but has been a solid RB2 if you have him in that spot. Um, it looks like it's going to be Jonathan Williams who's going to replace him. Uh, Jordan Wilkins played only one snap last week, which is a big surprise. Yeah, after the game, Frank Reich said that they were only going to use him in emergency situations. You know, it would be nice if they shared this information earlier. So how do you feel about this Marlon Mack injury, Michael? Uh, as long as Marlon Mack's out, Jonathan Williams is going to be a playable asset. I mean, the dude got 
first off, since it's the review episode, we could go on tangents that don't have to absolutely deal with <laughs> fantasy football. That Colts game was the worst. I I am a big fan of Frank Reich. I have no idea what he was doing in that game. It absolutely blew my mind. You're playing one of the worst pass defenses in the league. Last time they played, Jacoby Brissett put up like 300 yards and four touchdowns. And now you're just going to gain three or four minimal yard gains 29 times or 26 times to Jonathan Williams just over and over? Jacoby Brissett, I think, ended with like 15 completed passes for 120 yards or something. Not to mention T.Y. Hilton is has historically torched dominated the Texans. domination yeah. and then in the the fourth quarter they're down three with like eight minutes left and they run the ball seven of ten plays and drain the clock and they end up punting it and just losing on Houston getting a first down it was the most mind-boggling absurd game I've ever seen in my life no joke they had no I was so happy that they lost that game because if they won they, they, they did not deserve even a glimpse of hope the way they play that game. Speaking about a glimpse of hope, Jordan Matthews got a glimpse of the NFL again. I feel like Jordan Matthews, Matthews is the official guy that you sign when your receivers are hurt. Um, cut by the Eagles today. I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about Jordan Matthews at this point. Like, Yo, he had a good career. When, you know, shout out to Jordan Matthews' career. I mean, a career. good career is he right. had like two decent seasons. I mean, yeah, but where he's coming from, it's not like he was a high draft pick or anything. He was a high draft pick. Was he? Yes. No, he wasn't. He was a second round pick. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was, I'm, dude. I'm going to challenge They you drafted him super excited with the Chip Kelly offense, man. I'm I'm looking this up right now. I have to I have to know about this. Jordan Matthews draft. Yeah, you're bugging out. They were super excited about Jordan Matthews. But with that being said, yeah, 42nd <laughs> overall pick traded up 12 spots. I take that yeah, back. Dude. He's been kind of disappointing. Yeah. They were super excited. Right? He was supposed to like be this super stud in the Chip Kelly offense as the He's not even that old. Receiver. It was five years ago. Yes, I know. He just is not It good. seems like he was in the league for 17 years. I think you're just... I take it back. Being loco, Tim. Yeah, I'm being loco. Um, someone who's going super loco, Julio Jones, after having a dismal game against the worst-ranked passing defense in the league, um, he gets a did-not-practice on Monday because of his shoulder. Are you scared at all that he won't, practice, he won't play in the next game? I mean, the Monday... Injury reports almost never mean anything notable. So keep an eye on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. What about Devonta Freeman, who was listed as limited on Monday? Do you think he, there's a chance that he plays on Sunday? I mean, I guess the limited on Monday does help. But again, you just got to follow that by ear. But that Falcons run game has just been atrocious basically all season. Adding ins- injury to insult, um, Hunter Renfro reports that he broke a rib and punctured a lung on Ouch. Sunday. Um, uh, doesn't look, doesn't look like he's going to be playing again this year. He really came on strong as His like stock the, was rising. Yeah, he came on strong as a as a small you know the small white slot guy. That's a position in the NFL that'll never go away. I feel like. Yep. So, there he goes. Probably a season over now. Right? Season no over. Punctured lung. Season yeah. over. So, what do you think about is this? Is this good for, for? I'd, I'd guess it's better for Darren Waller. Darren who's Waller, kind of yeah. fallen off. Hunter the, Moreau, maybe the amount Foster Moreau. Foster. Um, Who's kind of Darren Waller's kind of fallen behind Waller? Uh, excuse me, Renfro is like the main intermediate target, but their offenses they looked atrocious against the Jets. Shout out to Bless Austin. If you don't know his name yet, it's a cool name. Bless, you're gonna learn his name because he has been. The Jets drafted him in the sixth round. He was hurt for the majority of the season. Came back three weeks ago and has been an absolute stud. It's very unjet like for this to happen. It's been glorious. Hmm. <laughs> for those of you going to your waiver wire right now and looking for Bless Austin, he's a corner. He's a cornerback, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why we're talking about corners on, on this show. Because we're excited Jets fans. <laughs> Just beat the Raiders 34-3, to bro. That was a beautiful game. Uh, Chase Edmonds. Cliff Kingsbury says he expects Chase Edmonds to play in their next game. What does this mean for the backfield in Arizona? I still expect it to be Kenyon Drake's backfield, and then Edmonds mixes in. And really? He was yeah. really good, Edmonds, when he played. Yeah, but it's a it's a new time. It's been a it's been a while since he's been there. And Kenyon Drake has been very good while he's been out. David Johnson doesn't even look like he's going to play again this season, or if he does, he's just going to get three carries a game. So I'm not interested in David Johnson. Listen to this one. This one is out of the blue. I was not expecting this one. Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton named the starter again. Yeah, I saw that on the way home from work, and I was like, "What a mess Cincinnati is." What What's the point now? Right. 
Like Ryan Ryan Finley has been atrocious. It's great for, news for Tyler Boyd owners though. Yeah, I'm I'm hyped. Yeah, great news for everyone in that offense. But yeah, Tyler Boyd's really the only. Maybe Auden Tate gained some life again. But dude, Ryan Finley was awful for three games, and now you're just gonna go back to Dalton after disrespecting him like that, like telling him the day of the trade deadline, so he couldn't even like try to find a different suitor or something. If I'm Andy Dalton, I'm going out there audibling every play to like a deep pass. And just chucking it downfield all day. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Caitlin Balazs uh, will remain the starting running back week 13. Fun. Um, 24 snaps last week to Patrick Laird, 23, and Miles Gaskins, 16. So even if he is the starter, this looks like a three-headed backfield. Yeah, in Miami, which is just absolutely disgusting. One thing that I, like really surprised me, because I was kind of out of the fantasy loop this week. I was sick for three days. And then Thursday, I kind of got back in the loop a little bit. Friday, like the Twins... I told them something, like some kind of news on, on Sunday, and they were like, yo, that happened on Thursday. What's wrong with you? And I'm just like, I don't know. I've kind of been out of the loop. I've only been paying attention to my guys. It's kind of been nice. And <laughs> one thing that bothered me when I was reading was like Patrick Laird was like everyone's favorite sleeper this week. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. What was that about? Who knows? It's because he's white. It's because people want to see a white running back succeed, I bet. Maybe. It's got to be. I thought it was pretty hilarious, though. Like, What? Like, huh? That's what happens in the fantasy community, though. One person says it, and then everyone is like, you know what? You're right. Let's all do this together. Yeah, go Patrick Laird. And that's why you need to listen to Brodo at Brodo Fantasy on Twitter, patreon.com slash Brodo Fantasy, if you didn't know. Um, Chiefs coach Andy Reid said he's optimistic about Tyreek Hill's availability in week 13 against the Raiders. That is a big addition to this offense. Word up. Also, today's uh, Monday night game, if you have someone on your bench say, like, a Hunter Renfro who's hurt or something, and Daryl Williams is available, go pick him up. Remember last time the Chiefs played, Damian Williams uh, got hurt, and LaShawn McCoy left the game with a concussion? Who knows what their status is? Go add Daryl Williams now while he's free because he didn't play this week. Put him on your bench and see maybe if he's the lead guy next week. Pro tip. LaShawn McCoy, though, my next news, not in the concussion protocol, so should play today. Well, forget that, folks. No, no, no. Don't I'm forget kidding, it. Yeah, still at it. it anyways. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Locke. This is an interesting one because Drew Locke Whoa. is a guy that I like. He has a big arm. He has a big personality. And he's, in my opinion, made to play quarterback in this league. Now, uh, was it, which Allen is this? Brian, Brandon, Brandon Allen. Brandon Allen. Dude, he had probably the worst game I've ever seen last week. He was not good. He was terrible. Yep. His balls are coming out like ducks. And I know it was windy, but come on. You're an NFL player. Why not go to Drew Luck? Drew Luck? Drew Luck. Sound like you were saying Andrew Luck. Why not go to Drew Luck? Yo, I, I <laughs> guarantee you I'm going to say Drew Luck because like that just happens after Drew Lul. Once he's like ready to go, I don't see why they don't go to him. I expect him to start at some point this season. But... With the way Brandon Allen, dude, he made he even made Cortland Sutton have a bad game. Yeah, for the first time. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Uh, you know, you always get those people who uh, who listen to your advice, uh, who who ask a question, and you get it wrong one time, and they they get mad pissed at you. So, someone this week said Allen Robinson or Cortland Sutton. I said Cortland Sutton. Obviously, that ended up not working out. Yes, but based on this season and the way Cortland Sutton has been going, even Brandon Allen. He seems like a home run every week. I know this is hindsight's twenty twenty, but if had I been on the show on Wednesday, I would have probably fought you guys on Allen Robinson this week because ain't nothing like playing the Giants to get you right back on track. Yeah, I mean, he was terrible the first half. It was the second half where that offense finally picked it up. But either And he went one catch against the Eagles, so it's not like this guy has, yeah. hasn't had bad games against good teams. But either way, he, he responded on Twitter saying, I'm about to block you. So I just sent the Startsky and Hutch with the do it. <laughs> do it did he? I don't know if he did it I um, <laughs> Eagles coach Doug Peterson said Jordan Howard is still day to day now they're looking at a matchup with the Miami Dolphins so if Jordan Howard doesn't play Miles Sanders is super attractive in that matchup I mean Miles Sanders has just continued to disappoint week in and week out so eh, he had 10 points last week it's a little disappointing I mean it, if Carson Wentz keeps overthrowing him in the flats by 10 yards <laughs> then maybe did you see that throw uh, I don't think I saw the throw here if you're talking about a specific throw. I'm telling you right now, in the flats, two yards away, Carson Wentz threw it 10 yards over his head. I'm not being hyperbolic. Maybe you he was just throwing throw. it away. No, he wasn't. It was it was an attempt. Um, with, with that being said, uh, you know, Michael didn't see Allen Robinson coming. 
But that doesn't mean we don't see a lot of things coming. True that. Let's tell them what we saw coming. I saw that coming from a mile away. I so, oh, um, a little, little back, backbone there. I uh, saw that you, coming. You gave up the, uh, what's the, what are those called again? What? The drops. You gave up drops for a week to me, and I forgot how to do it. Yeah, I know, right? Mike, we did a good job with the drops last week, though. Yeah, do what I can. You're out here dropping. Um, speaking of dropping, Leonard Fournette. I saw this coming. I was talking about Leonard Fournette and his ability to get touches. Finally found the end zone, not once, but twice. We knew that was eventually going to happen. Why did we know? Because the dude's touching the ball 30 times a game. This game touched the ball 33 times. And guess what? Good things happen when you touch the ball 33 times. We, I, I'm, not, I'm not one of those guys, and I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to talk about with Derrick Henry. I'm really not one of those guys who is the regression to the mean type person. Now, yeah. what do I mean by that? A lot of people are like, well, this person has this many touchdowns, so they're going to have an average amount of touchdowns, so you need to take away and you need to sell high. Derrick Henry was everyone's favorite sell high candidate in like week six, and now Derrick Henry has one week, three weeks in a row. Um, I'm not one of those guys, but when it comes to Leonard Fournette, he was touching the ball so much and not getting in the end zone, something had to give, and he finally gave. Um, I was all in on Leonard Fournette this week. I really thought that it was going to be a running back showdown in the Tennessee versus Jacksonville game, and I was on that. Um, and, yeah, Leonard Fournette, I definitely saw that coming, and uh, it was about time he got into the end zone. Yeah, he had a monster game. Yeah. Which, if you were a Leonard Fournette owner, you were upset with the way that game was going. They were down like 35-3. You're like, great, there goes the possibility of Leonard Fournette doing anything else the rest of the game. And then he goes and scores two touchdowns while they're down 35-3, which you would have expected it through the air. So that was glorious for Leonard Fournette owners. Facts. But yeah, my first, uh, we saw first honorable mention to uh, Devontae Adams. He didn't have a tremendous game, but I guaranteed a touchdown, and he scored his first touchdown. Our touchdown season. guarantees have been on point this year. Yeah. When we guarantee a touchdown, it happens. Yeah, it's crazy. I can't wait to see who we guarantee on Wednesday. But my, uh, we saw that coming is someone who, if you listen to the Wednesday preview pods, I literally cut Jason off to say, I don't understand this guy's expert consensus ranking, and that's Josh Jacobs. Uh, people, His expert consensus ranking this week was six. What? The sixth overall running back against the Jets, who just held Saquon Barkley to one rush on 13 yards, and is the second best team, according to DVOA, and against the run. has now taken over the mantle as the number one team against the run in terms of yards given up this year. And, and is... Uh, Close, like right behind the 49ers in defensive success rate. So their defense has been absolutely amazing recently. And which, which is a yo, shout out to Greg Williams because yeah, this is without CJ Mosley. This is without Avery Williamson. This is after trading Leonard, Leonard Williams halfway through the season. This is without Tremaine Johnson, who's their number one cornerback. Well, they, Tremaine Johnson's trash. They got it was better that they got rid of him. Uh, still, he's still the number one quarterback going into the season. Yeah. So it's, it's shout out to Greg Williams who's been doing a fabulous job over there, man. So yeah, Josh Jacobs, people loved him. I thought he was going to at least have a decent game, but I had no idea why he was ranked the running back 6 and then he he went 10 for 34 and caught one ball for 2 yards in a Jets dominated game, only put up 4.1 fantasy points. His worst game of the season. Yeah, definitely saw that coming. Um let's stay in that game. Sam Darnold. Last week I called him in the, uh, I was going to say rising stars, in the stock up segment, um, he might as well be a rising star. He's been scorching hot. The Raiders were missing, uh, this they, it auto-corrected him, I think, is kissing. Raiders kissing their starting two safeties. <laughs> Raiders were missing their starting two safeties in this one. I ranked them as a QB1 in my rankings going into the season on Fantasy Pros. I mean, going into the, the, the week on Fantasy Pros. Dude, he, I am not afraid to say this. He is a week in week out starter for you plug and play keep him there for the foreseeable future yeah this is what we expected and wanted from sam darnold and then he had that terrible stretch with dallas and i mean after dallas against new england and miami you just he a bad really, three stretch he game. didn't really play great against dallas either he managed the game against dallas he played great against dallas you're bugging out ah, but, he managed it no but either way now he's finally turning up, and that whole offense, 33 straight games of 34 points. Uh, he's using his legs, too. Had a five-yard draw, touchdown on third and five at the goal line. And RPO. Good so, see. yeah, it's been awesome. And he just he's just going to continue to get good matchups here for the next few weeks. So 
if you were riding Sam Darnold, just keep it rolling through week 14. Uh, Baltimore and Pitt, weeks 15 and 16, you'll likely have to look somewhere else. But the next couple weeks, this guy scored over 21.5 points in three straight weeks against mediocre competition and Cincinnati and Miami or bad competition. Facts. Michael? My final, uh, we saw that coming, is Miles Sanders. Um, Miles Sanders' expert consensus ranking was 19, I believe. And another guy, I told Jason, I was like, this makes no sense to me. And he didn't have an atrocious game, like you pointed out, 10.10. But I had him ranked uh, 25th or somewhere around there, uh, 27th, 28th, somewhere around there. I'm blanking on exactly where. But, yeah, he had a flex-type game, and he's just... He hasn't been the guy people wanted him to be when they drafted him in the fifth, sixth round, which is why none of us own, I think all of us combined have one Miles Sanders share. And I picked him up late in the year. So, yeah, this is why we didn't draft Miles Sanders at ADP and preferred Jordan Howard the entire offseason. And it's come to fruition. Yeah. But with that being said, I do like Miles Sanders this week if Jordan Howard doesn't play. I mean, against, who'd you say it was? Miami. No, yeah, against Miami, I mean circumstance yeah all right so that's our that's you coming we saw that coming but there are some things that we didn't see coming let's get into those surprise motherfucker funny story about that drop i i've been re-watching dexter i actually saw that episode today nice. i started dying laughing surprise motherfucker he's he's uh he's in like uh he's looking for his ch- where his childhood for i'm sorry spoil alert hit the 30 second skip button if you don't want to know about dexter but he's he's looking for his childhood where his mom got murdered, and he opens up and it's a crate of bananas, and then he 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 closes the bananas and then Dokes is there out of nowhere. Dokes is one of the funniest characters in television history. Yeah, he's great. I love Dokes. Um, but with Sorry, that being Dokes. said, um, my first surprise surprise is Tyler Boyd. Ayo, what the fuck? It came out of nowhere. Did you see? Uh, cause Timmy, Tim had to miss a portion of the games for a mother-in-law birthday. 60th birthday. It was good. I ate mad lamb. It was fantastic. Nice. Did you see the drive where it was just Tyler Boyd? Uh, not only did I On see back-to-back the back-to-back plays. Not only did I see the drive, he made fantastic catches. Yeah, back-to-back plays. He earned plays. every single one of that 101. Yeah, he just, uh, Ryan Finley just threw it up to him. He came down with it, like 50-yard gain, and then in the end zone, just threw it up to him, and he came down with it for a touchdown. Yeah. Tyler Boyd doing what I wanted him to be doing all season. Yeah, what Ryan Finley was not expecting it, but 101 and a touchdown for Tyler Boyd. Now, I know a lot of people put him on the bench. I had to start him out of necessity because my wide receiver core is a bunch of busts. T.Y. Hilton, Tyler Boyd, and Keenan Allen. Just the bust city. So I have to play them. And I was happy that I played him this week. I'm winning in my home league in one of the worst matchups ever. I have 86 going into tonight, and I have... I think I have Baltimore's defense, and I have, uh, and I have Mark Andrews. Hmm. Interesting. And I only have eighty six, but I've already locked up the win. That's how bad the team I was playing did. Yeah. Who started Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde? By the way, um, yeah. Michael, who's your first and surprise? That might be a reason why I missed the playoffs in that league. <laughs> Michael, who's your first surprise? Surprise. <laughs> My first surprise. Surprise. Rashad Penny, dude. Hell yeah! I don't know where this came from. Um, he wasn't even a part of the offense going into this week really and then he absolutely just dominated this week including a 55 yard touchdown run and as we've seen in the past Chris Carson just won't stop fumbling he now is uh I think he's lost nine fumbles this year the most since AP did it in like 2008 but that was AP yeah he's no AP yeah I, I, I will say this it was really surprising to me that was during my mother-in-law's birthday party so we, we went from two to six and around 3.30, I was like, all right, I need to know the scores. I'm fiending. Like my, I was itching. So I went to the bathroom, and I sat on the toilet, and I started checking all the box scores. And I hit up the chat, and I was just like, holy shit, what the fuck happened? Rashad Penny has like 60 yards. And then the next time I check it, he's at 120 yards. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. Um, I'm going to get more into Chris Carson in a little bit. My surprise, surprise is Jonathan Williams. Because we thought, we were under the impression that Jordan, that Jordan Wilkins would get the carries if he was healthy. Mm-hmm. What we didn't know is he wasn't healthy. I think the biggest surprise about Jonathan Williams was that he carried the ball 26 times. Yep. 26 Crazy. carries, bro. That's Nuts. no joke. For 104 yards and a touchdown, as Michael said, that offense was, it looked like they were playing in 1987, honestly. <laughs> like, it looked like they were playing a Hall of Fame game in the preseason. Like, it was just 
hand the ball off, hand the ball off, hand the ball off, hand the ball off. And look, 25 carries for 104 is not the the worst. It's a little over four yards a carry, but it's also it's it's old it's old ball. You know yeah. what I mean? It's real old ball. Why it's old ball. Like it's that? old ball. Yeah, it was frustrating to watch. Real old bull. It was great for Jonathan Williams owners who decided to take the shot this week. One of our, uh, the, the league mate who picked him up in our home league started him because he needed a flex player and, and ended up being glorious. Yeah. So whoever, shout out to anyone who started Jonathan Williams. I wasn't ballsy enough to do it. Once it got to the, uh, once it was announced he was a starter, I was like, interesting. It's going to be interesting to see if it's Jordan Williams or, or I mean, Jonathan Williams or Jordan Wilkins this week. At this point, it's definitely Jonathan Williams, in my opinion. The way they wrote him this week, I doubt they just give the reins back over to Jordan Wilkins. Hmm. I'm sure Wilkins will get some touches as long as he's like healthier, but yeah. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> my second surprise surprise is the Pittsburgh Steelers backfield. Jalen Samuels that got was- the boot. What the fuck was that? Yeah, it cost he, uh, me some leagues, man. I mean, Jalen Samuels. We've been very vocal about the fact that Jalen Samuels is not a good runner. No, I mean, we laughed at everyone who said he was going to steal um, James Conner's job in the off season. Yeah, we. There liter- was literally someone on Twitter who put up a poll: who's the better running back, Jalen Samuels or Austin Eckler? In the off season, and we we're like, what? And people were literally saying Jalen Samuels. And the person who put up the poll was like, why is it so obvious to you? I was like, are you kidding? This isn't even close. <laughs> and clearly it's not even close. But then Kareth White goes six rushes for 43 yards. He spells white really weird, too. He does spell white weird. And then Benny Snell, who Patreon episode tomorrow is going to be, you know, on the waiver list. 21 rush attempts, 98 yards. Wasn't a part of the passing game. But if you're getting the ball 21 times, not too shabby. And then Jalen Samuels was basically a complete afterthought in that offense. Um, only carried the ball two times, three targets for 26 yards. So it's looking like it's going to be Benny Snell's backfield now. If um, if James Conner remains out, it's still still don't know how long Conner is going to remain out. But if he's out for another game, it looks like Benny Snell's the preferred back there. They're going to mix it up. They just they just they're probably handed it to the duck. You think they're going to hand duck it to the duck? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's going to be. It's going to be something else. It's going to be an interesting... Man, all the Steelers fans who were on Ben Roethlisberger's ass, like, oh, this guy's done, blah, 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 blah. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah, how stupid do you... Yeah. Are you feeling? It's... The Steelers are a fucking... Their defense is just carrying them. They need to play tougher competition so that they could get into the playoffs because if the Steelers make the playoffs, it's going to be a terrible game. So they don't make the playoffs. Yeah, I don't want them to make the playoffs. It's going to be an awful game. Well, that's the Jets spot. That's the Jets spot. Exactly. <laughs> um, let's go to our stock up. The Jets stock are up. I'll tell you that, boy. <laughs> Something just came across my desk, John. It is perhaps the best thing I've seen in the last six months. Now, right now, John, the stock trades over the counter at $0.10 cents a share. And by the way, John... Our analyst indicator could go a heck of a lot higher than that. We are looking at a grand slam home run. We're looking at a grand slam home run, and that grand slam home run is my first guy, Jarvis Landry, man. 53 targets in five games since the bye week. Listen, revenge against Miami. Revenge against Miami. Baker Mayfield has gotten better, and Jarvis Landry is his clear number one target. The guy keeps getting pepper with targets, and not for nothing, you forget how good Jarvis Landry is as a receiver. The guy makes bad throws into good throws. He does it with ease. On the Odell Beckham touchdown, Jarvis Landry could have had a third touchdown. He was, he was wide, wide open. open yeah. So I don't think this ends for Jarvis Landry. Now, do I think he's going to get 34 half PPR points again? No. But I think that Baker looks for him early. He looks for him often. The schedule is lighter. I think Jarvis Landry's stock is skyrocketing. Yeah, after reaching double-digit fantasy points, once in his first seven games, he's now done it in four straight. And big time. Yeah, he gets Pitt, Cincy, Arizona, and Baltimore to close out Woo! the year. Baltimore is a tougher matchup. Sure, but, but still not an impossible one. And as is Pittsburgh, but Cincy and Arizona in between is glorious. But Pittsburgh, yeah, he's a, Pittsburgh gets lit up by the by the slot receivers, and you saw that with Tyler not Boyd. Not recently. But Tyler Boyd well, just Tyler, lit him up. Well, t- because Tyler Boyd made two ridiculous catches. And Jarvis Landry could do the same. But, yeah, but yeah, he... uh. Baker as Baker Mayfield and the Browns offense has gotten better, uh Jarvis Landry has been a big benefactor. So shout out Jarvis Landry. 
My first stock rising, talking about the playoff picture, a team that has a better shot, in my opinion, than the Steelers, the Tennessee Titans, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill, the true value darling, number six last year in true throw value. Number six again this year in true throw value. Just put up 32 points against Jacksonville, 259 passing yards and two passing touchdowns, 40 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. He gets Indy, Oakland, Houston, and New Orleans to close out the year. All playable matchups. Since he's taken over the QB position there, he has been a stud for fantasy. I mean, 20, 19 and a half, 25, 19, 32 and a half. Like this is a playable asset every single week. And two of those games against LA and uh, against the Chargers and against the Carolina Panthers, two teams that have not been kind to quarterbacks. Both of them were above 20 points. He gets the rushing yards added as well, which helps his uh, fantasy outlook. So stock up for Ryan Tannehill because he has been playing some wonderful ball. And we another guy that we said throughout the whole offseason, we thought it was hilarious that people actually thought Marcus Mariota was going to go the whole season as the QB because we knew Ryan Tannehill was going to be was going to take over at some point. Uh, one of the more underrated players. I think we used to see him twice a year, so we could see Ryan Tannehill is more is better than people think he is. Yeah. Just because he's on the Dolphins. Um, I mean, the look at the Dolphins this year without Ryan Tannehill. Right. And you see, dude, only Lamar Jackson has more fantasy points. Since only he's Lam- taken over. Since he's taken over. Yeah. Only Lamar Jackson. That's it. That's the whole list. Not too shabby. Pretty crazy. Shout out to Ryan Tannehill, still doing his thing. My second guy is DJ Moore. DJ Moore twice found the end zone. His first time he found the end zone since week three. But four straight games with 95 yards. He's fifth in the NFL in receiving yards. He is a yak master. Dude, DJ Moore, write it down, is one of my favorite targets going into next season. If he's going to have a better thrower um, throwing to him, and a better offense around him, DJ Moore is one of my favorite targets. And dude, he's only 22 years old, which is glorious. So, but yeah, and four straight games of 95 yards. He's yeah, fifth in the NFL in yards. It's no longer a Moore slash Samuel split. It's Moore is the number one guy. It's d- Curtis Samuel could easily be in a stock falling list because he's been terrible. Yeah, the last he's few been weeks. awful. While uh, while DJ Moore has just been getting better and better. Right. But yeah, DJ Moore. Torch New Orleans. It was the first time I ever had him ranked as a wide receiver one. I had him at uh, at the bottom end of there. And boy, oh boy, did he have a game. Yes, he did. <clears throat> My second stock rising in this tight end landscape that is pure trash. Out comes a tight end who started the year very slow, but here he comes is Jared Cook. Love him. We are now on five straight games of double-digit points for Jared Cook when he's been healthy. He missed two in between with an injury and then the bye week. With Drew Brees there as well, he's put up double-digit points every time. The other games was with Teddy Bridgewater. So it's just been glorious for Jared Cook with Drew Brees there. He's the clear number two option behind Michael Thomas clearly, at this point. Clearly, clearly. Yeah, Traquan Smith caught a touchdown, but that was like one of his very minimal amount of targets. Ted Ginn doesn't really have a role at this point. And he saw against Carolina, who has been top three against the tight end this year, Eight targets, six receptions, 99 yards, and a touchdown. Faced him in two of my biggest leagues, which was very aggravating. But stock is definitely up for Jared Cook going forward because he looks like the clear number two option behind Michael Thomas for the pass catchers in New Orleans. I will say this. I picked him up in a few leagues when Evan Ingram got hurt. And I have a decision to make when Evan Ingram goes back. Yeah, I don't know how you could sit Jared Cook. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Um, I'm staying with the tight ends. Zach Ertz. Zachary, he's Z- back. Zach is back. He's backery. <laughs> um, look, he's the only one left in the offense, so that probably has a lot to do with it. But 36 targets in his last three games has put up over 20 p- half PPR points in two of those three games. Uh, this is the Zach Ertz you got used to last season. This is the Zach Ertz that you that you played with last season and that you that you drafted this season. So it's been. It's been great for Zach, and I think his stock is going up as long as the injuries for the Eagles continue, and it looks like they are. Yeah, my last stock up is Derrick Henry. Look, Derrick Derek Henry, is he's 6'2", like 250 pounds. The dude is an absolute monster, and you know how all these people who, like, we're on, generally, we're on team running backs don't matter as much as you think they do, but running backs still matter. Like, we're not on the... 
We're not on the bandwagon of it doesn't matter who you have at running back. We're just saying it matters more who you have at QB and DT and cornerback and things of that sort. Running back is a secondary position to fill out, but these people who believe that running backs don't matter at all and they think that it's just like a fallacy that you wear out the defense by running the ball over and over, clearly they're not keeping up with Derrick Henry's season. Because Derrick Henry, and here goes Timmy playing our uh, <laughs> our theme song. You know, that's a Derrick Henry song. <laughs> and Derrick Henry, dude, guess how many touchdowns of his 12 he has in the second half this season? I already know. I'm not going to say it. 11. 11 of the 12 because he's getting the ball in the first half, just running it like 10, 15 times at the defense. And then in the second half, he's just exploding through the hole and getting huge chunks every time he gets the ball. That's what happens when you're bigger than everyone else. Against KC... He had two rushes in the first half. He ended with 23 rushes and 188 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, against Jacksonville, he had a very mediocre first half, wasn't really doing much. And then 19 rushes, 159, and two rushing touchdowns he ends with. This dude has been an absolute monster. Five, three of the, four of the last five games, at least 17 half PPR points. Over the last three games, at least 23.4 in every single one. Back-to-back, 33.10 and 29. In the Oakland, Houston, and New Orleans to end the season, which not the easiest schedule, but the way he's going, that's not really going to matter because Derrick Henry has been a monster. The dude is just bigger than everyone else, and he wears him down. We saw this with Curtis Martin, who was a bit who was on the bigger end of running backs. Um, as we look at the Curtis Martin bobblehead on our on our studio table here, what up, Curtis? I watched a lot of Jets football when I was a kid. And Curtis Martin would never have good stats in the first half, and then he'd break loose in the second half every single game. And that's because he'd wear out the defense. And it's old school, but you see it. And the fact that Ryan Tannehill brings a whole different dimension to that offense, now you can't stack the box against Derrick Henry anymore. And you saw Derrick Henry, he literally had a defender hanging on him for the last 25 yards of the run to the end zone. And he just... Kept stiff-arming him. Yeah, and there was no doubt in my mind that he wasn't going down either. Right. Like, there's no way that guy's actually going to be able to tackle him. <laughs> I was watching. I was actually watching, um, shout-out to ESPN Plus, who has uh, Boomer and TJ, uh, again, NFL Primetime, who do the who do the uh, the highlights, and it's old-school highlights. Like, they say, this is what's happening in the game. Now this, like, it's in sequential order and shit. Like, it's, it's old-school highlights. And even she was like, holy crap, that guy's big. I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, you don't have to be an analyst to see that Derrick Henry's bigger and badder than everybody else on the field. Yeah, um, my stock falling is Chris Carson. We talked about it before. Dude can't stop fumbling. He was only charged with one fumble, but he fumbled three times in this game. He fumbled the play prior to losing it and recovered his own fumble. Yes, and there was a mishandled snap that Russell Wilson got the lost fumble for, but was his fault. So that's three fumbles. The dude can't hold on to the ball, and when you have a first-round pedigree guy behind you, you're asking him to lose your job. Yeah, the only way he was gonna, he'll was gonna lose his job is through fumbling, and he just won't stop fumbling. And he only eight carries in a game against a contender, and then you got Elijah Penny, who's behind him, and just did great. Yeah. It's Rashad Penny, sorry, not Elijah. I mean, I'm still expecting Carson to get the lion's share of the workload next week, but... I don't know. I don't know if that's guaranteed right I don't, now. This happened earlier in the year, and then Chris Carson just got the lead roll back very quickly. Right, but that was also at a time where he didn't have nine fumbles. And they also won the game, so we'll see. But I'm, They won I'm the not, game on the back of Rashad Penny. I'm not discounting Carson too much going into next week, and I'm not hyping up Penny either. I'll give it another week. I they had Rashad is, Penny, but... This is the first week where I am doubtful that Chris Carson might not be the starter next week. And I think my doubts are warranted. No, nah, I think you're bugging. I don't know. Um, Michael, Jew up. I'm done. I already gave all three. Tannehill, Cook, and Henry. Damn, you just you just like didn't even wanna didn't even wanna wait for me, huh? Just just going for it. We're in stock falling now, man. I didn't play the music. Didn't I played play the, the wrong music. music. Wow. Um what? <laughs> the worst day on Wall Street since the crash of 1987. The down traders are standing there watching in amazement. And I don't blame them. We're now down 43%. Almost everything there completely wiped out. And the NASDAQ, everything and more has been completely wiped out. Let's talk about the speed with which we are watching this market deteriorate. My first one Dude. is Chris Carson. Dude, I just realized how much I depend on these drops now. Because we just discussed Chris Carson at length. 
And then you said, you go. And I was like, I don't have any more stock rising <laughs> just because I didn't hear the drop that got me into the mindset. Of I mean, stock I don't blame you. I, I didn't get depressed yet. I played the wrong. Drop. Now my heart hurts. So let's begin. Who does your heart hurt first? For uh, first. Amari Cooper. You mean Amari uh, Donooper? Amari Donooper. Amari Cooper? Unless no, you're horrible. Aaron. It's horrible. Michael, why would you say that? From Twitter who lost because Amari <laughs> Cooper got one and a half. But yeah. Oof. Stephon Gilmore, man. Shout out to Stephon Gilmore. That's a bad like, man. Yo, I know Stephon Gilmore has been amazing this year, but I mean. That's a bad a man. A donut. It's a bad like, man. Like Juju put up over 75 yards week one. There were a couple guys who at least got like 50 yards against him. And now a donut from Amari Cooper. And this is what, I mean, this is what we've always said about Amari Cooper. Like he's a very solid player, but he has these ups and downs. And the downs just seem to be a lot more down than you hope. And this is coming off a three for 38 against Detroit. And now the next four, the next four weeks, excuse me, the next three weeks, Buffalo, Chicago, and the Rams. Three very difficult matchups. Tredavious White, who just locked down, um, who did the Bills just play? I'm blanking, but locks down basically whoever he's blocking, uh, except Devontae Parker, apparently. Uh, Chicago, who's been the best team outside of New England. Um, against the pass and fancy this year. And then the Rams with Jalen Ramsey, who's likely going to shadow him. Cortland, they get Cortland Sutton. Yeah, Cortland Sutton. And then they get, uh, they sh- he shut down Cortland Sutton last yes. week, is what I'm saying. And then the last week, they got Philly. And Philly's pass defense out of nowhere with a healthy Ronald Darby and, and company with a healthy defense. Their pass defense, they've allowed like 17 points back to back weeks. And their defense has been a lot better. And now it's their offense that's struggling. It's worth noting, too, that. This is something that Amari Cooper has done in his career. Yeah. When he plays good corners, he sucks. And when he doesn't, he's good. And with the, the next three week, the matchups that he has lined up, it's it's a little scary. Ooh, scary, scary. Scary Terry had a good game. Um, let's go over. My second guy who stocks falling is Carson Wentz, man. Um, this week, we actually got this um, question. Who should I start, Jeff Driscoll or Carson Wentz? And we went with Jeff Driscoll. Yeah. And that and it was the right decision. Yeah. And that's how bad Carson Wentz has been. Has scored over 20 points, which is kind of like the threshold you want your quarterback to score. If your quarterback scores 20, you're, you're good. One time in the last eight games. Yep. Just bruised his right hand. Already looks horrible. Another I, thing, the dude that you're going to beat in our main league after putting up 90 points started Carson Wentz. I saw him in his starting lineup. I'm like, come on. John doesn't change people. He doesn't change people. Yeah, that's why he never makes the playoffs. Sex. Factorial. I'm telling you, this this kid, John, who we're talking about, he was in the playoffs, lost to our brother Johnny, who comes on every now and then, on the last play of Monday Night Football when Dallas returned an interception or the fumble. The Since Daniel then, it's been, it's been. Since then, he has just free-fall. been completely dejected yeah. as a fantasy player. <laughs> <laughs> like, is so upset about fantasy football yeah. and has lost <laughs> every single game. <laughs> it's been pretty unbelievable. But yeah, uh, what were we even talking about? Yeah, Carson Wentz. It's been rough for Carson Wentz. Yeah. On to me again. My stock falling. The pattern that we hoped to last the entire season is coming crumbling down. It's like Jenga where you automatically go for the bottom. And then maybe someone else tries to go there too and they ruin the board on like the second turn. That's James White. Against Dallas with no Muhammad Dude, Sanu or Philip Dorsett. Don't get me started. Puts up right 0.40 half PPR points. Minus six receiving. If yards. you play in a standard league, he ended with 0. 0.1. Minus six. Uh, excuse me, negative yards. 0. 0.1. Minus six receiving yes. yards. Two rushes, five yards. Minus Only six. three targets. Negative. A reception six. for how many yards? Six behind the line of scrimmage. Negative six yards. An absolutely abysmal game in a good matchup for James White. I know the weather was bad, but that's what's supposed to be helping James White. Shut up and booing James White. Negative XE. Oh, hashtag Greek up. (laughs) And then, like, dude, this is back-to-back games now where he hasn't met that 9 to 10.5 point threshold that he's met. It's over for James White. 9 to 10.7. You want to know what? This this is also, James White is even consistently inconsistent because this is where he always falls off at this point in the year. And since Rex Burke has been back week eight, 
James White saw at least five receptions in every single game before Rex Burkhead got back, has yet to see five receptions in a game since Rex Burkhead got back. And Rex Burkhead is worthless in fantasy. Yeah. But he is a leech, a fantasy leech that sucks the production away from Sonny Michelle and James White. And it hurts me. It makes me hurt. Yep. It puts me in like, I'm, I feel like New I'm in England a full Patriots Nelson. running backs for you. I feel like I'm in a full Belichick right now. And shout out to Sonny Michelle, who even in a game where he's able to put up 84, 85 yards, ends with exactly 8.5 because he cannot do anything else. Relax. He had a good game. <laughs> I just like sitting on Sonny Michelle. He, he iced the game, too, at the end. I mean, did you, like, see the hole that opened up? Still. I mean, you got to hit it. All right. He's an NFL running back. Isaiah Wynn. That guy can play. He um, likes to win. <laughs> Jason Witten is my last guy. Listen. Why are you even putting Jason Witten on this list, man? Because he's completely out of the conversation of guys who could start ever. Blake Jarwin is taking over Did you his see uh, the Cowboys game back-to-back drives they threw to Jason Witten? Both times are just bounced off his hands. I was cracking up. <laughs> and that's where I was that, like, you see him running. He looks like the dad at the park who's like, throw me the ball. Yeah. Running like mad slow and just like there just like kind of. Yeah, I don't a, know what he's there he's for. He's Uncle Jason. Maybe just for some like. Uh, he's Uncle Jason Wynn. Just to, you know, get some cardio in. Uncle Jason. Yeah. Uncle, Uncle Jason. Uncle Jay. Uncle Jason. I think it's about time he retires and doesn't go back to the booth either. Just sits for a year. I'm going to take some time. I'm going to call him <laughs> Uncle Jason. No, he should be a coach because, look, he's never been the most athletic guy, and he has a Hall of Fame career. So if he can coach other people how to do that, I mean, get into be coaching. A coach, sure, but, I mean, he wasn't a great broadcaster last season. He was a very bad broadcaster, but then again, I would rather listen to him than Booger McFarlane. <sighs> I think I would, too. Yeah. Booger McFarlane is the worst. He's the worst because he's actually good at it. Like You think things, Booger McFarlane's good at it? The thing is, the things he says, stupid. But he like he speaks clearly and he doesn't stutter. Like Jason Witten was saying smart things, but he just be like, and that was the problem. You know what I mean? So if you put Jason Witten's mind in the mind of Booger McFarlane, maybe you got a good one. If only. Wait, we're gonna have to listen to them tonight. So yeah, that's true. Fuck that. Fun. Um, <laughs> my last uh, stock falling to end the day. What what's what's the name I always say? I'm blanking. To Jiminy Yakirkit Hilton. Oh my god. T. Y. Hilton. I cannot disagree with you more on this one. This the schedule coming up is glorious. Yeah. The, so, I'll give you that. So why is he stocked down? Because he had one bad game in a game where they hardly threw. Listen, guy. All right, all right, let's bring it. He's on my team. He's had, and I'm headed to the playoffs, so I'm gonna fight you. It's been an injury riddled season for T. Y. Hilton. It has. And even recently in the games where he has played through the injuries because he missed a game, came back, missed some games, came back, was even on a pinch count this week, he's had one game in double digits since week seven. Excuse me, since week four. So since week four, you've had this guy on your bench just (gasps) waiting until he comes back. Oh, he's finally healthy. Let me play him. 5.7, 6.4, 3.3. One good week in between against Houston. And now, yes, he gets... Tennessee, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, and Carolina. Beautiful. But did you see what the Colts just did against Houston? Against a glorious matchup? They just handed the ball off to Jonathan Williams 26 times. And Jacoby Brissett attempted like 15 passes. Look. That's what the Colts are doing. They're playing conservative defense, trying to stop the big plays, and just playing conservative offense, trying to run out the clock and win the game by three points. Look, what you failed to mention... Okay. He gets Tennessee, Tampa, New Orleans, and Carolina. I mentioned it. He's no, he scored double digits one time since week four. Yeah, but he missed week four. He missed week nine, ten, and eleven. So four of those are out. Yes, and I discussed how he missed weeks in there. I'm saying you've held on to him since week four and have not seen But Houston, Tennessee, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, and Carolina. All I'm saying Juicy is if you have two way Hilton, yes, you're excited about the matchups going forward. Juice. As you were this week. But if you expect anything more than like low end wide receiver two value at this point, I don't know what to tell you. Because I hope he comes just out of the gates next week and goes off. Because I'm a huge T.Y. Hilton guy. But I don't see how like it's going to be next week is the last week before the playoffs and the playoffs after that. Michael, you might play Ty we uh, Ty we T.Y. Hilton in the playoffs and he gets you four point two because Jacoby Brissett decided he didn't want to throw the ball. That That's game. the biggest worry. Yeah, not Ty. The offense he's in, 
But if I like, if you knew this was the offense going into the season, Michael, T. Y. Hilton would not be a third round pick. Michael, I hate you. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> why are you making? Why, why are you doing this to me? Because you're you're stealing my playoff spot in our main <laughs> league because you keep winning against the lowest scoring team, and I just got beat by the highest scoring team. Unless Lamar Jackson puts up 47 points. I also lost to a combination of Tariq Cohen, Debo Samuel, and Randall Cobb one week, so that I deserve it. All right? That you did. Leave me alone. Michael, where can they find you? Mike underscore Patrop. You can find me in the playoffs. At Tim Patrop, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Here. <laughs> At Brodo Fantasy on Twitter. Patreon.com slash Brodo Fantasy. Uh, if you want to help out and support, you also get an extra episode that's coming at you tomorrow, the waiver episode. Also, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Our Thanksgiving day gift to you we're coming out with a special episode just for the thanksgiving games tomorrow for everyone even the non-patrons so two episodes coming out tomorrow if you're a patron one episode coming out tomorrow if you are a non-patron so enjoy that we're going to be discussing the three um games that are coming up on the schedule for thanksgiving on the third we'll also be discussing our favorite thanksgiving meal turkey fun (laughs) do you know do you know what makes a ham a ham it's pre-cooked. What makes a ham a ham? Yeah. If it's not pre-cooked, it's just pork. It's like smoked or something first, and then you cook it. You serious? Yes. I learned That's that, weird. I learned that yesterday. No, there has to be like a different... That it, nah, I, I thought it was yes, like a, look, a, a part of like a pig or something. No, nah, yo. It, my mother-in-law has vast knowledge about food. She but ham tastes nothing like, like a pork chop. Exactly, because it's cooked twice. Think about like a refried bean doesn't really taste like beans. It does though. No, it doesn't. Same texture. It's even like a different texture. It's a different texture. Refried beans. There's like it's like gooey. I have to have refried beans again. I haven't had it in a while. And like you know, and like the tortas. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, I uh, <laughs> I work in the Bronx, so I have refried beans every now and then. Nice. I'm about to refry my bean and watch this game. <laughs> Boom. Boom. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> <Like it. laughs>